Hey everyone, and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about the Terror. Season 1, Episode 5 is called First Shot a Winner, lads. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. So, uh, conditions are notably worse. Yeah. To the point where they're being told, hey, if you travel between ships, you may have to stay in the one you end up at because the weather's going to get so bad that we may not be able to travel. Yeah. Uh, e- even though it's like, what? 40 feet? <laughs> Something like that? Not yeah, it's not far. It's not far, but we're seeing like uh, some some excruciating scenes of uh, people getting their toes cut off because they got frostbite. Yeah. Uh, not pleasant. Not pleasant at all. Uh, also, the asshole doctor was just very kind of nonchalantly just cutting them off and not caring about anything that he was doing. I, th- I think it's more he's just used to it at this point. That's fair. He still he still strikes me as an asshole, though. In fact, the, the joke in this episode is about him being an asshole. Oh, oh, I'm not disputing that he's an asshole. I'm just saying this isn't the reason for it. Oh, sure, but bedside manner is still a thing. Yeah. I don't know. I appreciate the practicality of it. No, he's been, ah, been a dick. Be, be, no, be nicer to the person whose toe you're cutting off. Be comforting, perhaps. Nah, screw that. Anyway, so uh, the drinking problem with Francis is getting worse to the point where he's he's down to his last two bottles. He's trying to steal the booze from the other ship, and yeah. there's no whiskey. No, Jim is, is particularly unhappy with, yes. and uh, I I can agree with this man. You, you can, can you? Oh, yes. gin is horrible. Just gin and rum, and he is he would rather be shot than drink gin. So he, he he's down to his last two balls, and it's clearly getting bad. And ultimately, I mean, a big part of this episode is that so much crazy shit happens by the end that he is kind of, like, almost scared into sobering up um, to the point where we get this big, grand scene of him, like, getting Fitzjames, because uh, obviously his man Blanky, who's kind of his right-hand man, um, who, he's the one who's helped translating with the girl and stuff. Not Good Sir, of course, Good Sir's been developing a relationship with her and trying to, like, de- develop the language. He's been building a dictionary. Uh, so much so that he, when he learns that the girl's going back over to the Terror because Fitzjames doesn't want him on the Ebris anymore, or the Erebus, sorry, uh, he's like, I'll go with her. I want to go with, I want to go to that ship, mm-hmm. even though the conditions over there are quite bad right now, even though, like, the, the, the crew's half gone. Because uh, he even points out when he gets over the the, the, the med bay is still quite full considerably given how much crew there's actually on the ship there's a lot of men being sick because of the conditions because uh, we see that even in the captain's quarters they're still wearing scarves they're still you know they're, they're really bundled up as if you know things aren't quite as you know insulated as uh, as they should be um, but yeah so the point I was getting to he, he brings in you know, the, the heads the, you know, the, the, the sort of the, the three or four commanding other commanding officers who are right under him and he's like hey I'm going to get very unpleasant and probably not be able to look after myself for the next while. Could be a week. And, he, and I like that he, he's sort of been very kind of... Because uh, obviously he's very flawed. I mean, I mean, it comes with alcoholism, obviously, but I, I think what I like in this scene is that he, he plays it with this sort of sense of like self-deprecating humour where he's sort of laughing and he knows that he's that screwed up. Where he's yeah. like, oh, you know, maybe a week. <laughs> maybe much more than that. Uh, but... You know, you're going to be in command, Fitzjames. Everyone else, you're going to have to like look after me. Take, you know, take my gun. Do not give it to me again until I'm on deck. I'm in full uniform and I'm, you know, upside myself. Uh, and you know, so but it's this big grand speech, and I like that he never actually once says what he's doing. 
he just explains how difficult it's going to be and yeah. the precautions they have to take to do it. No, no, it is nice because you, you get it from context. Like, you don't, he doesn't need to say, right, I'm going cold turkey. I'm locking myself in a room without any. You just yeah. you just get it. No, you get it. Uh, and you get the, the motivation. I mean, obviously, it's running out anyway. So, I mean, he's going to have to go through this. But it's actually better that he makes the choice to do it before he's forced to do it. Definitely, uh, it's, it's a bigger thing for his character to make the choice, you know, because it, again, it's it's being proactive. Now, you could be a cynical prick and say, "Well, yeah, but he was going to have to do it in a couple of bottles time anyway." Sure, but it still means more that he chose to do it first. It does. Um, uh, but of course, he, he gets scared into this because because the first half of the episode, there's a lot of like I think this episode plays really well in terms of showing how bad things have gotten, setting up a lot of little things. In the first half, the, the sickness is continuing because Good Sir brings it up with the other doctor, the less asshole-ish one from there. The, oh, sorry, the terror he's on now, and he uh, he's you know he's, he's driving the symptoms. Because we were questioning as the scurvy, but I, I was saying he, he looked more surprised, like he didn't know what it yeah. was. Whereas so he as soon know as he started is. describing it, the other doctor was like scurvy. Yeah, but he immediately goes, "No, no, it's more, it's different than that. There's, yeah. there's something else." Uh, to the point where later on he's actually like opening up the tins and he's like thinking, okay, is it is it the tanks with the lead in it? Is that yeah, what's it causing like it? Lead poisoning, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, is it something to do with the tins of food going wrong? And because he actually gives the monkey some food, <laughs> he's like, here, test this yeah, monkey. Pretty much. Uh, so you know, so he's got suspicions, and you know, the doctor compliments that you know you're you're sounding more and more like an actual doctor. You're actually deducting these things and you're working these things out. So. Uh, it's a good character there. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of good sort of moments actually, because uh, when he's leaving and he asks his doctor, his chief, to to go, he's like, uh, "You know, can I go with the girl over to the other ship?" And he's like, "Well, you've already asked the captain, and you, you you're all packed." And you know, he's been very like, "Oh, you've already made up your mind," and he's been very kind of <sighs> passive aggressive, I guess is is probably the best way of phrasing it. And he sort of agrees that, like, "Oh, you won't be missed here," kind of thing, like you know. Again, putting them down on his way out, but he cracks a little joke. He's like, "Oh, don't forget to invite us to the wedding." You know, saying, "No, oh, he's got a crush on the girl." Mm-hmm. Just he's implying that kind of thing. And Good Sir actually hits back with a pretty strong rebuttal, where he says, "Has anyone ever invited you to a wedding?" And then walks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. But it's actually like a really uh, small moment where it even reflects on what just happened because the other, the guy who's getting his toes cut off, or the guy who's there in the room helping. He's like, is he usually that cheeky? He's like, no, that's new, and just continues with the the, the, the toe yeah. cutting. Uh, but you know, again, it's showing that he's developing as a character, All, almost like despite the fact that by a lot of the more aggressive personalities' viewpoints, he should be the very sort of the definition of the person who breaks first, and instead he's flourishing and he's becoming stronger and smarter in these mm-hmm. situations, whereas other people who think they're tough think oh we can take earth and they're the ones who are breaking down and you know deteriorating over over the course of this this journey or well, i say journey this <laughs> it, it stops being a journey when you're stuck but <laughs> it, it does doesn't it uh, yeah but you know so I, I like that it's like a commentary about keeping a level head and actually thinking about things logically as, as opposed to bravado and kind of the the benefits and again you know for and against those things so yeah. uh, I, I think that works really well um but of course, there's a big monster attack. Of course, yeah. About time. And we mentioned have one every episode, haven't we? Yeah. And we mentioned that Blanky something happens to him, which which obviously scares the captain into into you know, wanting to be Sobriety, sober. Yeah. Uh, and 
basically, there's this big set piece where your know, Fitzjames comes over to the ship, confronts Francis, and he's like, hey, you're supposed to be in command. And I actually laughed quite a bit, actually, because Francis immediately goes, get off my ship! <laughs> Just immediately. That's what he says. Yeah. Uh, but it's all, it's all kind of amusing, even though they're, they're hitting the serious things. But the monster attacks up top, and they, everyone in the ship actually gets trapped down down below. The, the, the exit gets gets stuck. And they end up having to like sort of bash their way through. But during this time, the people up top, uh, Blank is the one who kind of says, "Right, other men, you go run and hide onto the ice. I'm going to like sort of draw its attention," and he does so. So we get a bit of a chase. And what I, I thought was really well done with this chase is that it mostly kept the monster again out of view. There is some money shots. It's definitely the most money shots we've had of it in terms of oh a yeah, course. yeah, but a lot of it is you know you just hear it running around. You can you know where it is. You you get maybe a, a paw and a claw here, but you you're not getting a proper shot of it. Honestly, I think the most effective thing is just him looking back because he he's always knows where it is. I think is the is the key thing for for mm. a, a lot of this scene. Once it becomes the chase scene on the ship, and I thought that was quite an inventive little chase scene because it was like. He was outsmart. You know, one point he actually jumps across on the rope, um, and then he, he climbs up the you know all the way up the sails. He's right up the top of the staff, yeah. and he's uh, in he's he's out there. He's he's hanging on, and the the, the the I'll just call it the bear for lack of a better term is like you know climbing out after him. Yeah. And I mean, eventually, we got we got a name of it this episode, didn't we? Oh, we did. Uh, Tunback. There you go. I'm glad you remembered that because I wasn't going to. Yeah, Tunback. Uh, which you know means like spirit who spirit who wears the clothes of an animal. Yeah, who wears the clothes of an animal? Because that, that's the big thing that happens before this is when Fitzjames comes back to the ship. Uh, Francis is determined to get some information out of her, so he's like he's, he's basically in the, uh, interrogating her. Uh, mm. And good sirs, they're trying to like, be like a sort of a, a more gentle sort of in between, but it's getting kind of heated. And he's trying to ask these questions, and of course, as soon as they bring this up or this spirit thing. Uh, like immediately he turns around to the guy that was like, "Hey, this does not leave this room. You do not want to go spooking the men with these ghost stories." Like, no, this is something that we keep contained. But yeah, so once they get out in the ship, it was, oh, it was a really sick moment. This happened before with the the, the telescope with the the, the eyebrow. Yeah. Uh, but one of the guys touches the, the the cannon, and like his entire palm of skin just rips off with a cold. And I was just like, "Oh my!" That is, that is easily the the the, the most like grisly thing to watch in the show it, it's the most horrific thing it's done yet yeah this really made me feel so i'm like oh no oh that's yeah. painful yeah don't do that um but they actually it's actually again but what i like is that uh blanky actually comes off as being very capable because he he evades it for so long you know he, he goes up the mass <laughs> and he gets out out, out worth onto one of the sails and they can't see him because you know the snow and the the, the the fog. Everything's so thick. You can't see. Yeah. They can't see anything. They try to aim the cannon. They can't see a thing. And he pulls out, you know, his uh, his little candle or whatever it is. It's like a little thing, and he he lights it, and he, he sets fire to the monster, and that gives them enough of a visual that they can fire at it. It's a pretty good plan. And it, it knocks him off as well. He's badly injured because at one point, I guess his leg swiped at, and he's got a big, you know, gash, big yeah. open wound, and, and yeah. his leg. Which, which leads to a, another nice little ending for him. In, yeah, in terms of you know, in terms of the, the the horror, you know, we we talked about the frostbite toes. This is okay. Well, he has a, an amputated leg now. Yeah, yeah. We, we start with cutting off toes, but the end of the episode, we've got a saw out, and we're like, you know, yep. and again, because this is before we have the big speech from Francis about going sober and like instructing everyone. Look, I'm going to do this. This might take a while. Here's what we're going to do. The scene before that, because he sees what happens to his essentially his closest friend on the ship. And we see that before he gets his leg cut off, he's there for that scene. He's there to help him. He offers him his whiskey, 
which is the first sign that you know this means a lot to him, that this person means a lot to him, mm. because he has two bottles left and he's saying, here, drink this, it'll help with the pain, because you're about to go through a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gives him the whiskey, no, doesn't go for the gin. No, no, no that's, that's, again, that's my point. He doesn't go to the stuff he doesn't like. He says, no, here's the stuff that I do like. It's, it's, it means, again, it means more as a character beat. It does, yeah. Um, and then he cut off his leg. It's really gruesome, it's really brutal. And it sells you the horror and the stark shock of it that you never question in the next scene why he's suddenly wanting to be sober. This is enough. He sees this. He gets it. Absolutely. Worth pointing out on all this, the girl, uh, you know, uh, Lady Silence, has run off. She, she jumps over the, the ship. And I, I have to question... Is the attack on the ship a distraction so that she can get away? I think that's a very intentional question that's been posed by the timing of this. Yeah, is it is it convenient? Like, is it just a coincidence? It, it comes and she makes the most of it? Or did it come because of her? Well, I, I guess we'll find out if it attacks them when she's not there. No, that's true. And to be fair, I think it's already attacked some of them when they're not there. It has, it has, but <laughs> so, but what I mean is, is it at her command in some way? She she clearly has a bond with it, a link. I, I like this command. I, I think you're reading into the the superstitions of the soldiers themselves. I think I believe her when because she, she says in this when she's been asked, she says um, uh, she's not tried to talk to it. Yeah, and I believe that because it, it's so specific and weird a sentence. It, it, you know, as if she could, like she knows she can, but she's not tried no, no, to. No, it's true. But but was this attempt okay from its perspective? Then it clearly has a bond with her, regardless of whether she's tried to con- you know communicate with it or not. It clearly has a bond with her, based on you know we saw it bring her the food. Has has it made the choice to come and gone? Uh, that's why it's come now to rescue her, essentially. Why now? It's been a month. That's a good question. I I, I don't have the answer to that right now. Yeah, I, I was I was just a devil's advocate. Why now? It's yeah, been a month. No. She's That's been true. there. They mentioned because they mentioned that at one point. They do. Um, which I, I actually have to, to say, I'm um, starting to get a little conflicted with some of these time jumps. I get it that yeah, okay, it, it spaces out the monster attacks and stuff, so it doesn't feel like they're, they're all the time, and you, you jump to the big beats. But I am missing some of the minutiae with things like the drinking problem. Up until this episode, it didn't feel like a problem to the rest of the crew. It was something that they kind of they were you know they were aware about and they joked about. But it didn't feel like it had a real impact on them until this episode. And I feel like to have such a big confrontation in this episode about it, it didn't quite build up enough for me from their their side of things. Um, the confrontation early on with Fitzjames, I'll give you that yeah, one. Yeah, that, that's the I one think... I'm talking about. Like, like, because we get into, that's you know fairly early in the episode. I'm like, okay. I know he's got a drinking problem. I know you know he has one, but I haven't seen it have any impact that warrants this. Not really. Well, we find out earlier on that he was trying to steal it from their ship. No, no, that's what I mean. They they give give us evidence in this episode to suggest how far it's gone. I I think they do clearly show that. Um, I'll I'll maybe agree that I can see why it's not quite there for you when he confronts them. That said, I don't think it's a big enough deal because in the end of the episode when he makes his big speech about quitting the drink, it actually it lands because it's his personal sort of decision. It kind of works for me. No, no, I get that. Uh, but it's it was like stuff like the early confrontation. I'm like, okay, I would have liked to see this have more of an impact on on the the crew and like even here, mm. you know, I get you know he's making this decision because this huge things just happened. He's like, no, okay, I, I've got to be sober now. But 
it, it felt like it was it was get, it was building up regardless of the, without this big you know capping incident that I feel like I would have appreciated seeing more of that and and how it's having an, an effect. Yeah, I mean, I neither agree or dis- disagree with it. Really, I, I think for mm. me the time jumps are kind of working because I, I think I said way back in episode one. The show has this this kind of journal, like lost journal vibe to it. No, no, it does. And it, it almost feels that every time there's a time jump, is because that's the next time someone wrote a journal entry. It's like I've not written in a month. Here's what's the important stuff that's happened. You know, since no, no, it's true. And, and last no, I, there are things that are clear benefits from the time jumps, obviously. But the you know downsides, I just feel like there are things that I'm missing. Every episode, I'm like, okay, there was there was stuff in that time that we just jumped that I would have really liked to see and. I feel like I'm being robbed of certain points of the journey. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird because I feel less robbed and more intrigued by what's changed. Mm, okay. For me, it's a it's a, like every episode is some discovery element of discovery of okay, what's changed since you know, in this time between no, between fair. episodes, and I think I always kind of like that in this these at least this type of story because the mystery element is part of it, and even though it's mystery of the characters themselves. Like everything seems to fit. Like if because we're not talking about Hickey yet. Hickey, of course, last episode had went through a big trauma with the yes, with the lashings in his ass, and this episode we see that he's you know he's, he's getting really you know the, the the shit duty where he's helping dispose of the, the 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 corpses with with the two other guys that he was you know caught with, and we see that he's he's stealing he's stealing rings from dead people he's he's basically trying to like charm his ex-boyfriend into giving them information because he's his ex is one of the people who like you know delivers food and you know waits on the the officers so he maybe hears things he overhears things uh, that could be maybe useful information to hickey because uh, hickey's a devious little shit he's basically the doctor smith of this show just to reference uh, lost in space no maybe not done anything quite as heinous yet but i feel like he's going that direction yeah, I'm assuming that this is how the the rest of the crew finds out about you know the the spirit stuff is. Oh, probably. You know, he over yeah. he overhears them talking about you know the the, the stuff that's all just gone down, and but passes it along. Here's what I loved about this, right? So there's still stuff with him. Right? So he's trying to manipulate him. Uh, later on, like the other guy's getting scared about taking the body down into the, the the pit because he's scared of ghosts. He's like he's heard them speak, and again, maybe that's why he he thinks that it's powerful to tell them about the spirit because he thinks, oh, they all they're all getting superstitious about all the dead bodies. And he, like, oh no, I'll take it down. You just have the light, and you you make sure that you you watch out for us. And I'm like, okay. Anytime he's doing anything nice, he's at that point now where I'm like, you're doing this because you can cash it in later, not because yeah, you actually absolutely. want to do it night. You want to be nice to the person, want to do a good thing. The scene I liked with him a lot in this, though, is the one with Good Sir, where Good Sir's with him, and they're, you know, they're setting something up or whatever, and he, just as if it's small talk, Hickey starts like, oh, so Lady Silence is, uh, you know, on, on the ship, uh, uh, was she brought over to be questioned by the captain? Uh, and he's like, and Good Sir just kind of like stops talking, and he goes, does that really work in anyone? And then just shuts the curtain and walks away. And I liked it because he's like, he knows what, because... There's some people who just know what he's like. They're smart enough to see his bullshit, yeah. and he just walks off. Because um, that 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 scene is before he talks to the ex and to try to like give him information with the ring. Um, so clearly that's motivation. Okay, that didn't work. I have to go to someone I can manipulate. Someone who's weak enough that maybe try to try a different avenue. I have pull with. Um, and again, it shows you just how sort of uh, manipulative and sleazy he is to sort of like. Mm. Okay, he didn't work. Okay, I'll try someone else. Someone who's a bit more 
uh, he, he is determined confident. to get what he wants. So he'll. Yeah. It's not just oh, this this is here. I'll try this. While you know, because because the options available, he's going out of his way to and, do this. And good sort. And because right before this happens, good sort is actually saying, "Hey, don't lift death and heavy. You'll you'll aggravate your your, your injuries. You, you'll make them worse. Uh, you have to not. You know, you have to take it easy to let your 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 back heal." He's being relatively nice. He's giving him good, solid advice so he'll get better. But then the minute that Hickey tries to play him, he's like, yeah, that's not working on me. No, <laughs> and he walks it. off. But it, it, that's the thing. It's like Hickey there, it's like you can kind of feel like he's going, eh, it's worth a shot, right? You know, he's, he's here. I can ask. Worst case oh, yeah, scenario is just no. He's got this little smirk in his face. It's like, oh, well, I'll try, but I'll, I'll try something else because I'm, I'm, you know, he's... That's uh, it. He's just like, well, I might as well give it a shot. He's resourceful is the phrase I'm looking for. Um, but no, he's, he's just got a sleazy, snarky smirk about him all the time. Um, and it's like, okay, so he, he's obviously still going to cause trouble despite what he's already went through. Um, and, you know, it's, it's all, and I almost wonder because he brings up the lashings in a roundabout way, you know, say, this will aggravate, aggravate your injury. He's like, he almost wants to use him in response to that, like, oh, you just brought that up in my humiliation. I'm going to, you know, try and yeah. use you in return. Okay, maybe. You know, kind of that. Because, um, you know, it's, it's funny because Francis, uh, of course, like we spoke about last time, how he was, uh, you know, he was determined to like finish at the lashings and, you know, like sort of, you know, have a sh- show of power and strength and, you know, m- make sure that the men see him as the leader. And I feel like that this this episode more more veered towards him like sort sort of spiralling as he was drunk and you know the way he was like oh, get off my ship and blah 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 doing all these yeah, things. I, I think it's really telling that the moment where you know the the crew stop listening to him essentially is where he says you know take the woman back to the other ship she gets no protection. Yeah, yeah, because they actually because it's it's all these right hand men it's the ones who are closest to him in the ship who turn around and say no no I'm not doing that. They happening. outright refused the order, and and this is the thing. Last episode, when he was dishing out the punishments, he was like, "Keep going." No one said anything because he was well within his rights to do that. You know, they they were being punished for a legitimate reason. So, like, sure, why not? They just stood by. Whereas also, here, where it's like, someone no, in the okay, comments no, did point out, someone in the comments for last episode did point out they counted. They did not oh. get a thirty. Apparently, no. I didn't. I didn't check, but apparently it was twenty-four. Okay, fair enough. Again, I, I don't care enough to go back and check but, and count myself, but I believe. But apparently it was twenty four. Therefore, he did actually stop early. Um, which at the same time, I don't actually think belittles his uh, command because I think at the point because at the point he stops, his ass is just a mush of red. Uh, yeah, I, the the <laughs> point has been made, right? It's yeah. it's far beyond what was the original one. Ten lashings for the others, was it? It was ten. Then it got doubled to twenty. Then it became thirty. Yeah. Then it became as a boy. It was, you know. Right. So you know, the others got ten, and you, you see what it does to them. The the amount that he gets here, it's so much more than ten that the point has been made. Sure, he might stop before thirty, but it's way over ten. It's way I, it's well beyond going easy on him. Honestly, I would haste. Along the one doing the whipping. I would suspect that not a single man in that room even knew how many they were, they were at. Probably not. Much like we couldn't keep count because we were just caught up in the drama of it. Although yeah. the one who was whipping because he had to count because <laughs> he's doing the yeah. whipping. Uh, that's true. Uh, I, I would hasten to guess that almost no person in that in that deck who was watching that was actually keeping count. Yeah, yeah the guy whipping and Francis probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's his job. Unless he actually secretly lost count, and he, he keeps looking over at the captain because he's like, "Was that thirty? Yeah, yeah. He's not looking for mercy. He's not saying, "Hey, I should stop this. This is this is nasty." He's just genuinely lost count. He's like, "Am I done yet? Not again." Again. That would make that scene way funnier. It would make that scene way funnier. Um, and credit to that scene where, you know. Honestly, we're at a point now where it's really, really easy to despise Hickey because he, he's he's such a slimy character. Yeah. But you still have a bit of sympathy in that scene because it's so. Yeah, it's really brutal. conflicting, isn't it? Because it's like it's so harsh and brutal, but at the same time, you go, "Yeah, you did do this to yourself, and you know you could have stopped. You could have stopped arguing. You made it worse." Yeah. Uh, no, he did do it to himself. He absolutely did. Uh, I, I think the last thing we need to talk about with this episode, though, because we kind of glossed over it. We mentioned we got some money shots of the the monster. Uh, we should really talk about that. But, you know, obviously, it still kind of looks like a, a sort of uber polar bear. Basically, it looks like a yeah. monstrous polar bear, but with a bit of a face. But with a bit of face. Um, how do you think it looked? CG and still a bit spotty. Still, wasn't amazing. Stands out. Yeah, it wasn't amazing. I, I think it helps though that we're constantly covering it in snowstorms and you know. Yeah, it's always in the dark. I think it helps that even here where we have the money shots, it doesn't linger on it too long. I'm never getting you know ten seconds to stare at it. It doesn't, and honestly, it looks better when it's on fire. Is where's that? Because it almost distracts you from the rest of it because you're you're focused on the flame. Yeah, yeah, it looks better when it's on fire. And it looks way better when it's in motion because it just you know the, the movement helps. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I thought that it's funny because it's really the one action scene in the episode is the chase sequence, mm. but it's really well done and it is really suspenseful. It, it is. It, it really works because of that. Um, another small point I liked in that scene is at one point when they're, they're trying to get the cannons lined up, even Fitzjames grabs one of the ropes and starts pulling. And it's like no, no, no! Like even the captain's pitching in. We're doing this. Like he's yeah, one yeah. Of right his now, men. whoever's here, that'll do. Because there's that, there's that little scene actually when he's uh, he's he's uh, grilling the crew on the Erebus uh, about their hygiene. He's like, hey, uh, those nails are a bit, you know, long and keep your collar tidier. And he's like, hey, it's not like you've got a lot to do out here while we're stuck here. You, 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 you have more time than ever to keep yourselves neat. Admittedly, you've also, with so many of you in one ship, you have almost no time at the basin. <laughs> but still, next week, there'll be no punishments. Is that right, man? And yeah, and like, you know what? He's actually a pretty decent captain by the sounds of it. He's very encouraging. He's, he's telling them off, but he's not... It's like, because the way he does it, it's, it's not, I will punish you. It's, no, no, no. Let's make sure next week there's not six men being punished for something. Let's aim for zero. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, more carrot and less stick, I guess. Is it, it's more like, look, if you're going to do it, I'm going to have to punish you. They're, them, Them's the rules. But I don't want to, so let's, you know, get it sorted so I don't have to do it. Because I think in the first episode he comes off as kind of unlikable, but I think... Seeing him in the crisis situations, he's a bit more level-headed. Level-headed and neutral. Yeah, I, I don't dislike him. I, as a, I love him, but um, he's he's definitely not a a bad guy. Definitely not. No. So, uh, so no. And uh, no, it's solid, solid episode. I, I think it, it really sold how dire the situation is right now, uh, and how things have gotten worse. Uh, but a bit of mystery and the character stuff for Francis in particular is is quite good. So, yeah, definitely. So I uh, know, uh, happy, happy halfway through the season. Uh, quite, quite happy with what's going on. Uh, so I wonder if we'll see Blanky hobbling around next week with his some some makeshift crutches. I'm sure. Uh, are there, can you make a peg leg? Have we got peg legs? Why not? If pirates can manage it, anyone can. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, I, I'm curious, is that why, I mean, other than the fact that technology wasn't very advanced at the time, is it because they can just rip a table leg off something? <laughs> like, yeah. Probably, it's because, yeah, what, what's the one thing that there's a lot of on a ship? Wood. Right? You know, just take a bit off something. Yeah, that, 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 is, that is true. So, there you go. Uh, so, we'll be back, of course, next week with episode six. So, let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. There's a link in the description. But otherwise, that is us. So, thank you once again for watching. Keep watching TV. We'll see you next time. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>